the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome to the Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thinking. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring dreams as conscious gateways. The average individual spends one-third of their life in sleep. It's as vital for us as eating or drinking. We can die from sleep deprivation as surely as from starvation. Everything sleeps and dreams, not just humans and vertebrates, yet we really understand very little about sleep and less about dreams. Studies have been done whereby the subject is allowed to sleep, but every time they re-enter rapid eye movement or the dream state, they're wakened. These individuals soon fail to thrive and would eventually die as surely as if they did not sleep at all. Our life as well as our sanity is dependent upon sleeping and dreaming. There are many kinds of dreams, yet there's no such thing as just a dream. All dreams have purpose. Some are a form of processing the events of our waking hours. Some access knowledge unavailable to us while awake. Some are lucid and others prophetic. There are daydreams, night dreams, shamanic dreams. All dreams access the other realm and are as real, if not more so, than the one we experience in our waking hours. Dreams are consciousness gateways into other realms and possibly alternate realities and timelines. We spend more time sleeping and dreaming than in any other singular activity. Why do we know so little about such a vital part of our survival? What are we missing by not paying more attention to the content and meaning of our sleeping and waking dreams? Our guest this hour may just be able to shed some much-needed light into the darkness of dreams. Dr. Christopher Salen is a naturopath and psychotherapist whose practice focuses on dream work. Since 2003, Christopher has been training healthcare practitioners to integrate dream work into their practices. He's a member of the International Association for the Study of Dreams and has published two books on dream working. Dream working, how to listen to the inner connect and listen to the inner guidance of your dreams and dream working manual, a guide to using dreams in healthcare. His website ChristopherSalen.com. Christopher, thanks for joining us on The Science of Magic. You're welcome, and thank you very much for having me. <laughs> You're a naturopath and a psychotherapist. What led you to studying dreams? Well, when I was in the naturopathic college back in the 80s, uh, I became very interested in the, the Jungian school of thought and the Jungian approach to dreams, and I immersed myself in it for a number of years, and was, I was 
really fascinated with it, but it wasn't until a bit later when I started having my own patients in the in the uh, clinic at the naturopathic college that I noticed that people were telling their dreams to me. My patients were, and also my classmates, <laughs> and <laughs> and even my classmates were even telling their patients' dreams to me because I already somehow had acquired a reputation of being the person to go to if you needed help with a dream. So I, you know, I noticed that, and I thought, hmm, maybe there's something going on here. And I had a very profound dream in in 1985, um, which really led me to believe that I I would be a dream worker in some way. Now, I just graduated right around that time as a naturopath, so I, I needed to get down to work as a naturopath. And I wasn't thinking of being a psychotherapist at that time, but I, I did start asking all my patients to, tell, to bring their dreams in if they would like to. And, you know, I think that's a very important thing in healthcare is you have to extend the invitation. If, if, if your client or your patient knows that you're interested, they will be sooner or later very likely to tell you a dream. And then, and that, you know, it just grew from there. It grew and grew to a point where a few years ago, uh, I realized that I was doing mostly psychotherapy, dream-based we're, psychotherapy. We're going to have to sh- take a short commercial break here. Christopher okay. and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic. Our current episodes are aired daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. In service to our listeners, prior innovative episodes can always be accessed free of charge on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. The Science of Magic is produced by Realmar McConnell Media Company, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Com. 
Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back. This is a Science of Magic dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is author Dr. Christopher Souten. His website, ChristopherSouten.com. Christopher, apparently all dreams are not the same. What all different kinds of dreams are there? Well, uh, there, is, there are lucid dreams, there are big dreams, shamanic dreams, there are chaotic dreams and the dreams of illness, the dreams of pregnancy. And, you know, the, the world of dreams is infinitely varied. The, the ones that, that I think many of your listeners would really do well to pay attention to and put a little bit of work into is the kind of dream where you feel you have been communicated with. You know, that some, somebody or something has tried to send you a message. Even if you don't understand what the message is or what it's saying, you have that feeling, oh, yeah, somebody's trying to tell me something. When you have a dream like that, I think you should make the effort, you know, put a bit of intention into recording it, remembering it, and working with it. And when I say working with it, I, I don't mean interpreting it or analyzing it. I mean trying to understand how it connects to your life. That's, that's really, for me, is the most important thing. So, you know, I encourage people to not to think too much about what the dream means, as fascinating as that is. I found that it's actually a much better question to, to say to yourself, what might it be asking me for? Mm -hmm. and, and then that puts you in a position where if you can figure that out, you're, you're immediately ready to make a change in your life. It's asking you for, to do something, to change something, to be aware of something. And so then you are in a, now in a position, having understood the dream or received the insight or the communication of the dream, you can actually do something about it. And that's what really... Kind of, that's what makes dreams a vital form of therapy and, and personal growth because you're actually receiving a message from your inner guide and you're not stopping at understanding it. You're going on to then actually doing something about it. You know, I had this amazing dream journal. In fact, I went back and, and bought several of them because they were just so different. Mm. Um, on one side, it you know had a picture of a dayscape, but you flip it over 
And on the other side, it had a picture of a dreamscape. And so you could journal your dreams on one side and your daytime activities on the other. And I found that to be so incredibly helpful because it started relating what was going on at night to what was going on at day. And, it, and that's what drove me to a real different way of rather than dream interpretation is a dream involvement. That's yep. what you're talking about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also talking about, you know, responding. I call it in my book, I call it responding. That's the fifth step of the five steps in, in my method. And that means you, you're actually going to do something, even if it's just you're, if if it's just as simple as asking for another dream, which brings more more uh, information on the same question. Even if it's just something like that, you're actually going to do one concrete thing in response to understanding your dream. And, uh, you know, I, this, this is what makes it so fascinating for me uh, to, to watch people change because they're, they, you know, I really believe we, we have an inner guide. I mean, Marie-Louise von Franz, the wonderful Jungian analyst, once said, what we are trying to do is train people to hear their own inner voice and follow it with mm-hmm. the help of dreams. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that I found that very inspiring when I heard it back in the 80s. And I said, yeah, I want to do that. I want to help people hear their own inner voice and follow it. Not just that's understand that. it, but follow it. Sounds extremely empowering. And do you mm-hmm. think that inner voice is connected to where we're all connected? And that's how we can get messages from other people as well through our dreams? Well, you know, it brings up a fascinating question that that a lot of people wonder about. Are dreams an, an interior subjective phenomenon or an exterior objective phenomenon? Are they, are they coming from inside us or are they coming from outside us? Like yes and, and yes. Yeah, yeah, and that's a very difficult question to answer. I mean, how could we ever know the answer to that definitively? I don't think we can. But I do believe that there are dreams which appear to have the quality of coming from outside the individual. They're, they truly are communications from someone else or somewhere else. But in my experience, they're relatively rare. They're very important, usually. And they usually have an intensely vivid quality of communication whereby someone is trying to visit you, which is why they're often called visitation dreams, and and communicate with you from the outside. Yeah, they do but, have a power all their own, don't they? Oh, they're yeah. They're really distinctive. Mm-hmm. And they, they often happen with uh, recently deceased loved ones mm-hmm. in a period of time Shortly after someone dies, you may have a dream about them where that person really seems to be appearing to you and and trying to tell you something or Mm -hmm. trying to bring you solace or comfort in your grief. And I think those dreams are wonderful. And I think you could make a very good argument that you really are being visited by that other soul or that other person. That's not just your mind making up a dream. Yeah, and you know, now that you're speaking about this, I'm not too distant, and it was interviewing a lady that works with um, um, the last words of people, you know, the language Mm -hmm. of people, and we talked about how very common it is for a loved one of a dying person to have a death dream, and it be the same dream that that person had, Mm -hmm. and they communicate it back and forth, so that's another example, isn't it? Yeah, it really makes you wonder, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, there there clearly is, in the world of dreams, there's another kind of reality going on that is, is rather hard to study. And, and medical science and science in general has not understood it fully or plumbed the depths of it. And you know what? I'm, I'm fine with that because I'm, I'm happy to just work with what people are experiencing themselves. And not, you know, you know, I don't. I'm not trying to study it too much. I'm trying to make it work for them. Well, you said something that that perked my ears up um, in the beginning, and that was about um, setting your intention um, mm-hmm. or intending to receive a dream or intending to get more information on what's going on. How important is it to start to intend to have a dream? Well, I mean, that is the answer for the many, many, many people who say. 
I never remember my dreams, or I haven't remembered a dream in years. Really, the answer is some version of intention setting. Mm. I really do believe it's a universal law that whatever you put your attention on, you will get more of. That's just the way. That's the way the universe works. So take advantage of that. If you're, if you're one of those people who would like to have more access to your dream life and have better dream recall, that's what you need to do, is to to ask for it, to focus your attention on it before you go to bed is really a good time to do that. You're literally asking your dream maker or whatever you want to call it, your unconscious your inner guide, you're, you're asking that to send you a dream. And you will be rewarded. Now, I, I, on the subject of, of increasing dream recall, uh, which is something that I get asked about a lot, uh, I do think it's very important to not just to set your intention, but to practice your dream-catching skills as you're waking up in the morning. You know, uh, just as you're surfacing up into wakefulness, you're still half asleep, but you're half awake. That is where a lot of people have the problem. They're, they're too sleepy to catch a hold of the dream, and they, they, they just can't get it. It, it slips away on them. So, so I have some exercises, which I describe in the book, for, for people like that. I'll just mention one of them now which I call capture a cue. You're, you, all you do is you have a piece of paper and a pen by your bedside and you write down one thing, one word, one name, or one little drawing of something that was in your dream. And then if you have to go back to sleep, that's fine. You can go back to sleep. If you have to wake up and turn off your alarm clock, that's fine. You can do that. But you've captured that one little thing. And then later, you know what? That one little thing might be enough to bring the whole dream back for you. I have sure experienced that. It's like just all you need is that one little anchor and the whole dream comes back. Yep. And if you don't yep. have that anchor, you know you had a dream, but boy, you right. can't get a hold of it. Yep, yep. Yeah. And for, for other people, it's not the catching in the morning that's the problem. It's the remembering it long term. So they, they have a different problem, slightly different problem. It doesn't get into their long-term memory banks. So, you know, they there they are lying in bed in the morning. They say, wow, that was an amazing dream. I'll never forget that one. <laughs> yeah, I and know by, that. Yeah. By lunchtime, it's gone. And yeah. they never remember it. Because they didn't do whatever it takes to get it into your long-term memory. So... No, I, I can. I, I think it's quite an individual matter. For me, what it, what I do is I run through it twice. I go go all the way through it in my mind, and then I go all the way through it again, and then I pretty much got it. Do you think that the difference between people's ability to recall dreams has to do with how quickly or slowly they transition from theta into alpha, and then from uh, alpha into beta? Yeah, it's possible because people people wake up in very different ways and some people wake up, you know, very jarringly. It's like especially if they have to deal with an alarm clock. Yeah. So, you, you know, I I really do recommend if you're one of those people who has to wake up early with an alarm clock, give yourself a couple of days a week if you can where there's no alarm clock and you're you're you can drift slowly into wakefulness because that's usually the richest time for dream recall i you know i liken it to to walking on a beach where you're you're half in the water and half still on the land you're in the waking world but you're also still in the dream world that's where you can not only remember the dream but you can go back into it can't you also kind of direct it from there you, maybe you could even start to change it a little bit. And we'll, we'll talk about that because that, that is a key part of my method, it, re-entering the dream and, and starting to change it a bit in a direction that you'd like it to go. But, you know, there, where, there you are lying in bed, you're half asleep, half awake, and you remember a bit of a dream, then go back into it. Say, okay. There I was, I was on a bus, okay, I'm looking around, what else do I remember? 
So here I'm talking about re-entering dr- the dream for the purpose of being able to remember it more completely and fully. Mm-hmm. And so you can't do that if you're stumbling out of bed to turn off, turn off your alarm clock, right? You, <laughs> exactly. you, you've got you to have a bit of that in-between time. Exactly. We're going to have to take a little break, and this is fascinating. I'm excited to pick up on it on the other side. Christopher and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break, so don't go away. All We're right. coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on xzbn.net. You're listening to The Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world, thescienceofmagic.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best.
Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is naturopath and psychotherapist, Dr. Christopher Souden. His website, ChristopherSouden.com. Christopher, we were talking about how you can actually go back into a dream to recall it or possibly go back to a dream to redirect it. Would you speak to the latter? Yeah. Yeah, I call that re-enter and re-enter and re-explore. That's, that's the name of this technique that I've been using, especially in the last three years with, with great results. What, what you do is you literally try to go back into a scene in your dream that you remember. You're awake now, but you're choosing to re-enter the dream and you pick a scene, which I call a work point or an entry point, and you go back into the dream at that point. And there you are. You're back inside your dream. It's almost like a movie. And you're back in the movie. And lo and behold, the movie can start to, to spring back into life. It's, it's not a fixed dead thing it's a living thing and it can continue to change so there you are at that point and I usually ask people to kind of freeze the action and say okay now I have lots of time lots of space and lots of consciousness to decide what I want to do from this point okay what do I want to do and then you imagine the the events of the dream unfolding in a different way. And here I'm talking about working with problematic dreams where there's a fear of, there's a, a feeling of fear or stuckness or frustration or incompleteness. So you stop the action and you imagine how you would like to change it. And then you literally visualize it changing. And here, you're kind of right on the cusp between waking reality and dream reality. You're starting from the dream reality, and you're, but you're awake. So you're straddling the two worlds, which is, is a very dynamic and creative place to be. And once you have changed the dream outcome in a way that you like, then you can rehearse that. You, you practice it again and again. And as you do that, what you're doing is you're, you're literally creating a new pathway of reality in your brain. I was going to say, it sounds like you're burning new neurological pathways so yep. that you don't have the knee-jerk reaction. Right, exactly. Because the dream, a problematic dream, a dream with negative feeling tone, with fear or frustration, is pointing out a problem. It's, it's a problem in your dream life, and it corresponds to a problem in your waking life. And the dream is usually an exaggerated metaphorical depiction of something in your waking life. So that's why it's so wonderful to work with dreams, because the dream puts you right in the position of a problem that you've got. And, and, and it's from there, that's kind of the headwaters of where you could start to change it. Mm-hmm. So... It's a very powerful technique and, and something like that it. a lot of people are not used to. They're, they're used to wondering what their dream means, which right. is fascinating, but they're not going back into it and changing it or doing anything with it. Right. They're, just, just, they're just staying on the level of fascination, which is great, but you can get more. You know, all shamanic practices use the shamanic journey, whereby the practitioner uses ritual and ceremony to enter the dream state and participate in an interactive dream. So they, they get very accurate information as well as perform spiritual healing from the low alpha and high theta dream state. How mm-hmm. does this relate with what you've learned about dreams in your studies and how you work with them? Well, actually, you know, it's very akin to shamanic practice because you, you are entering another dimension or another reality, which is your own dream as you remember it. And yet you are awake. You're awake and you're fully intentional and conscious and you're choosing to do that. And then you're choosing to change something in the service of your own health and healing or solving a problem that's that's troubling you. So but the thing is you're you're doing it yourself. You you are your own shamanic practitioner 
Mm-hmm. Way. And, and everyone can learn to do this. I do think it's, for many people, it's good to get help with it at first. It's a whole and, skill set, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if, if they haven't done it before, you know, then you'll, you need a dream worker, somebody like me, or another dream worker to, to take you through it a few times. But you know what? It is a learnable skill. It is something that people can take home after a while, and they can do it themselves. And that, you, I th- that's a wonderful I'm, thing about it. It's, have it's, you ever had done any studies, brainwave studies, while you're doing this, um, actively working with brains, and I mean with dreams? No, no, but people have. That would be fascinating. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, the whole research arm of the International Association for the Study of Dreams, that, that's the kind of thing they do. And yes, it is very fascinating. But uh, I no, I'm just a, a practitioner. I I don't I don't do sleep lab studies or, you know, EEG studies or anything like that. But there certainly are people who do. Yeah, it's, they they did a lot of studies on me because I work with physicians all the time, and mm-hmm. to see what happened to my brainwaves when I entered the shamanic journey, and it's absolutely reproducible, and it's the same thing happens every time, and I can do it at will. And I'll bet you're doing exactly the same thing with with your technique there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you know it's it's really fun. It's actually really fascinating because you don't know what the person will will decide to do. <laughs> you know, when when they re-enter a dream, I'm often really surprised. Now, what I will say one thing though: if if a person can't think of any way in which they would like to change their dream, there, which often does happen, is there's a kind of paralysis or. The, there's the imagination will not generate a new outcome for mm-hmm. some reason mm-hmm. because there's a profound fear or stuckness that's part of the problem. Then that's where the facilitator needs to come in. It, with a gentle touch, put a few options on the table. So, you know, would you like to turn and run? Would you like to call out for help? Would you like to bring in a powerful animal as your ally to fight? at your side, you know, just to put some suggestions on the table and then the, the, the person's imagination will pick one of those up and they'll, they'll run with it. And then the dream scene will start to change. What are the pitfalls, though, of turning to another person or, for that matter, to a dream interpre- interpretation books to help you understand your dreams? Well, the, the trouble with dream dictionaries and uh, interpretation books generally speaking, is that they're too limited. Mm-hmm. You know, a dream of a monkey means this, a dream of a snake means that, dream of money means that. No, it's not really like that. Because a dream of a snake could mean virtually anything, depending on who the dreamer was and what, what was going on in their life at that time. So you really can't have a one-on-one correlation like that it's highly highly individualized so that's why associations are so important when if someone's telling you a dream and it has their friend bob and a snake and and a moon in it then you you need to know your the person's associations with their friend bob and with snakes and that particular snake and the moon you know, it doesn't matter what your associations are. That it's 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 the dreamers' associations that are really critical. So that is it- that is one of the very important things when you're working with a dream is that you don't project your own content into it too much. That you leave it with the dreamer, and as you're getting clear about the dream, you it's you're asking the dreamer for all the key associations for all the figures that appeared in the dream. So isn't there also, though, a, you know, a cultural, you know, unifying symbology that can kind of apply as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what? I think you should keep that in the background. It's, it's good to know that, but that might not be what that particular dreamer's snake is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it might be, but it might not be. So it, it's that this is another safeguard of of the re-entry method is that when when the dreamer goes back into their dream they know how they feel about that snake 
And it could be anything from the most positive encounter to, to a terribly dangerous encounter. And you really don't know. They know. And they, they're in a, the best position to know when they're actually back inside the dream and it's come back to life. It's reanimated, including on a feeling level. So they are right in the moment are experiencing feelings about that snake. And th those are the most, the truest and most reliable guidelines to follow. Can, yep, go ahead. Can, can single dreams have more than one meaning or purpose? I know that, you know, when I... Um, I made a, make a habit of journaling my dreams because they're so rich. Yeah. Um, and um, I can oftentimes see there's double, double things going on in a dream. Can you speak to that a little bit? Well, you know, when, when you have symbols in a dream, like, for example, a snake or a moon or a sun or a body of water would not only be for, for that, particular person they they're universal symbols that all of mankind shares so a, a symbol has incredibly rich associations for the culture and for the individual and you know i i don't want to i don't want to dis dream interpretation in any way because i find it absolutely fascinating but it is very complex and it takes a long time so if if you had a dream of the moon setting down into the ocean, I mean, you you could talk about the cultural associations for that for days or weeks. You could do a whole symposium on it, and it would be utterly fascinating. But how helpful would it be to the dreamer? At yeah, what kind of change? What yeah. kind of change does it create in your life? Right, exactly. You have to do so, that piece. Yeah, in a way, I'm 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 kind of very interested in the practical applicability of dream work. It's like what what can it do for you? That's that's the all these other ways that you can work with dreams, and there are a myriad of ways that you can work with dreams, and there are a myriad of positions you can take as looking at a at a single dream. There are lots of perspectives, but the one I'm really interested in is the practical one of how how can it help you change your life? How can it help you heal? How can it help you move forward? I like that. Um, do you think we enter a more unity consciousness when we dream? We can. You know, there there are some dreams which have that quality of tapping into something very deep and collective. There, there's even a certain kind of dream. It's, it's relatively rare, but it, it does come up for most people sooner or later where they feel it's not personal to them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're tapping into something else. I have one, one dreamer I work with every once in a while. She has a dream. She's absolutely convinced that it's from medieval Europe. We're going to have to pick up on medieval Europe on the other side here. Christopher okay. and I will be back shortly. So don't leave us now. This is the science of magic, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. Join our email family to receive our amazing topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one interested. Again, our guest this hour is Dr. Christopher Souten. His website, ChristopherSouten.com. Christopher, we were talking about how to be empowered by your dreams. Um, do dreams work with our conscious and unconscious intention? So say, for instance, if I have a problem in my world and I'm really consciously wanting to solve it, will my dreams act accordingly and start to give me tools to do so? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a general rule. I think it's accurate to say that whatever your conscious mind is concerned with and grappling with and disturbed by and worried about, that will appear in your dreams. So including problem solving. So if you're if you're trying to solve something, you're trying to come up to an answer with an answer for something, yeah, it, it will be there in your dreams in some way. Your your dream dream maker 
will be focusing on it too. Now, a lot of people uh, wonder why, you know, if, you're, if your unconscious wants to communicate with you, why doesn't it just do, do it literally and in a very straightforward way? Like, here's the answer to your problem. It, it appears that it doesn't do that. It does it in a metaphorical and symbolic way. So, you know what? We just have to accept that, I think. <laughs> we, that's the way the, the dreaming brain works, and we have to learn the language and do a bit of translation. But isn't that be- the beauty of it? I find that um, and, and in sh- shamanism, they use storytelling rather than just telling you what mm-hmm. it is. Right, because right. allegory deepens with meaning as our understanding expands. Don't mm-hmm. you think that could be part of the mechanism? Yeah, I think I think. One of the things about dreams is they're trying to teach us the language of allegory and metaphor. And and it's a very rich language, and I, I really do think it deepens your appreciation of the whole world. I mean, a, a lot of people are, are a bit too materialistic and literalistically minded, and they, mm-hmm. they need a dose of dream life. <laughs> they need some <laughs> symbols and metaphors to be brought in to help them think in that way because it's, it's one of the great ways that the human brain thinks. And isn't that one of the things that, that started to cripple us is we've gotten away from being poets and bards and appreciating beauty and just into the, you know, even our school system has gotten rid of most of the arts. And I think it's to our great detriment. Don't you think that's creating a wedge between our consciousness and our dream state? Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say, I think most people would agree that our, our modern society is is too heavily weighted on the literal, the material, and the scientific. That's that's just the dominant paradigm at this time. And, you know, of course, it, it has its great advantages, but it does, it does mean that the other ways that the human mind works are kind of they're left in the background a little bit. So the dreaming brain will try to compensate for that. It, it, you know, I do think that's one of the great things about dreams is that it compensates for imbalances in our waking life in, and including imbalances in our culture, in our society. It will, it will try to balance out the, the over-materialistic and over-scientific with another way of looking at reality and i think that's why dreams sometimes can be so ravishingly beautiful and so incredibly mysterious they're a wonderful thing you know here's another uh, aspect of dreaming that i'd like to address um when i'm an author and when i'm wanting to bring forth some information to put into a book or whatever i will um set my intent before i go to sleep that night and i better Mm -hmm. have a pencil and paper by the bed because i'll Mm -hmm. wake up five and six times and write things down won't remember what i've written but when i get up the next day Mm. the phrases that i've written absolutely inspire the next portion of the book what Mm. is going on there i think your dream maker's on the ball it's 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 listening to what you want i mean you're you're setting a very powerful intention uh, it's you know there's a channel of communication there which which in your case is open so your dream maker saying okay this is what you want here how about this <laughs> it sends something back and you receive it and you say then you ask for something else and you know you're having a conversation now you know uh, I think that's very healthy uh, and a lot of people don't have that and I find it very sad that they're you know, they, they essentially have no connection to their dream life, and they don't really have a functional sense of an inner wisdom or an inner power or an inner guide. I think it's a pity because they they have one, but they're just not communicating with it. It's, it's a, again, it's a matter of uh, discipline and training yourself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of, you know, there, there's a cultural... The, the culture is not really tuned into the whole idea of the inner guide, of course, with some exceptions these days. I mean, it's not something that you learn about in elementary school or you you, you cultivate in school, but it could be. It Why should not? be. We spend one-third of our life there, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the most neglected part of I mean, we do, we spend more time in sleeping and dreaming than any other singular activity, and we ignore it. What? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole reality. I mean, there's a wonderful quote, I think, from Havelock Ellis, who said, 
the dream is completely real while we are in it. Mm, mm-hmm. Can we say more of life? <laughs> we could probably say a lot less of life, right? <laughs> yeah. So do you I, think that dreams can advise us to change direction to avoid a particular outcome that we may not choose? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, So they're that, precognizant in that way. Yeah, they, they're... You know, I do think the dreaming brain has the ability to go a little bit into the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, many, many re- people report that they've had experiences where they dream about somebody and then meet them the next day or the day after. Mm-hmm. Or they dream about a, a natural event or a disaster and and then the next day or the day after it, it actually happens. Right. So mm-hmm. th- there's no question that the dreaming brain can go into the future. I don't know how. I mean, I, I find it fascinating, but but not fascinating enough to want to study it. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, it really does happen. So where else can the dreaming brain go? I mean, I think I, I, there are not many limitations on what you can dream about. No, you, you can dream about the past, the present, the future, the impossible, the possible. I, you know, here's my challenge. Can you name anything you can't have a dream about? Yeah, there you have it. You know, the, <laughs> the other curiosity that's come to me is when I've had these precognizant dreams, I'll get a sense of deja vu. How do you mm. think, when, when it, that comes to pass, how do you think deja vu and dreams relate, or do you? You know, they must, because it's a very common thing in dreams. Many people will report that that they dream of a place that is very, very familiar. It, it's like a, almost like a soul place. It's very special to them. And mm-hmm. they've been there many, many times. And they wake up and say, oh, I was at this beautiful library again. Or I was at this garden again that I dream about all the time. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. sometimes they have to stop and think, have I really dreamed about that hundreds of times? Or does it just feel like it's familiar and I've dreamed about it hundreds of times? You know, it's fascinating. You you can only answer that question with any certainty if you keep a long-standing dream journal. And it, if you actually have recorded dreams of that garden or that library from from years gone by. But But I think you can have that deja vu feeling in a dream without having any recorded dreams about that place mm-hmm. right so so the deja vu feeling is a, it's a very fascinating phenomenon actually isn't it it really is yeah. and it does happen in dreams a lot we have a few minutes left what can you tell us about dreams as they relate to uh, health and uh, healing well i i think they're a front line of preventative medicine and I, I think they should be used as such. And I think they should have a place in our medical model. Now, unfortunately, I don't think they do have much of a place in our current medical model. They're certainly not on the curriculum at medical schools. But should they be? I, I mean, I think my belief is that they should be because the unconscious or the dream maker or the inner guide, whatever you'd like to call it, one of the things it does is it warns us when we're going out of balance, when we're doing something unhealthy, when we're doing something dangerous or risky. It, it will tell us, and one of, one of the most common uh, dream motifs it used to communicate is the driving motif. I mean, how many people have had a dream of they're driving, but something's wrong with the car? the brakes or the steering or they can't see where they're going or they're not driving, somebody else is driving or what, or they don't know where they're going. You know, many, many variations on this dream. And those are all, they all have a warning aspect. It's like, you mm. know, you're, you are not in control of the pace and direction of your life right now. So what are you going to do about that? You know, <laughs> that's, that's preventive medicine. But you have to listen. Right. You know, time flies and we're out of it. Christopher, thank you so, so much for being with us on the Science of Magic. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure.
Our guest this hour has been naturopath and psychotherapist, Dr. Christopher Salton. He's the author of Dreamworking, How to Listen to the Inner Guidance of Your Dream, and the Dreamworking Manual, Guide to Using Your Dreams in Healthcare. His website, ChristopherSalton.com. This has been the Science of Magic for in-depth exploration on leading-edge subjects from numerous authorities and viewpoints. Join our email family at thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you embrace the land of dreams. Oh, no.